0: Welcome to the We Know Fantasy podcast. I should say welcome back. This is our second episode of the season. Uh, My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy and I'm joined here as always with the fantasy fro fro. How are you on this? uh, You know, second, second consecutive uh, Wednesday. We're reporting the podcast for the 2020 season.
1: Well, I'm doing great. You can tell this is only our second episode. We're still uh slurring our words a little bit. Uh, we were a little out of practice, but I'm ready to go. Eight <laughs> days left to the season. I just finished up one of my mock drafts. Feel a lot more confident going into the season.
0: Ready to roll. Yeah, the fro just said it. eight days. Thursday night football next week. We have the Chiefs. Who are they playing?
1: Chiefs are playing the Texans. Yeah, Sean Chiefs
0: and the Texans kick us off next time. Thursday then we have a full slate of games come Sunday and then two Monday night games as always for that opening Monday night football kickoff I am so excited I just realized today that the you know the 49 ers my team play you know in you know next Sunday pretty much and I'm so excited about that uh, sports are finally back underway you know we have the baseball basketball uh, playoffs NHL playoffs and now football so all four of those sports people at the same time which is gonna be great for us sports fans to enjoy. But like I said, though my name is Nate with Fantasy. I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Weenofantasy. Uh, Fro, where can the good people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro.
0: Simple as that. Uh, remember, guys, that Fro and I have co-authored a twenty twenty Fantasy Football Draft Guide on sale now for twelve dollars. Get that before it's too late. You know, this weekend is going to be a uh, pretty much a uh, there'll be a plethora of fantasy drafts happening left and right you probably have multiple if you are a fan fan yourself uh due to the pushback from covid and no preseason games and whatnot there's going to be a ton of game uh drafts this weekend so prepare yourself properly with the purchase of our draft guide if you want to purchase that hit us up on twitter either us and we can put you in the right direction uh fro uh you have a quick announcement here about your premium service how about you tell the people about that
1: yeah so as always i do offer my premium service um one thing i actually don't know why people haven't taken uh, advantage of it. It might just because they didn't know about it. And actually, one of my followers who actually bought the draft guide actually messaged me today and said, Hey, I have a draft tonight. Can I buy your 24-hour premium service? And I'm like, well, of course you can. It's only $6. It's $6 for 24 hours. You can get your entire draft strategy completed. I can come up with a specific strategy for you based on your draft selection, based on if you're on Yahoo, ESPN, Sleeper, or a different app. You know, you honestly won't find a better opportunity, a better bang for your buck. It's six dollars to get your entire draft guaranteed to have a good draft. I mean, it really is not gonna be a better price anywhere. So hit me up on Twitter if you're looking for the best draft strategy to do.
0: So for less than twenty bucks you can buy our draft guide and spend six dollars on fantasy fro. And, uh, you know, not only have the draft guy to go off of, but you have a live person reacting to each one of your picks, uh, helping you with who's coming up next and whatnot. So that is definitely something you want to uh, you want to jump on if you can. Um, And as always, we have multiple podcasts coming up. The Contributors podcast comes out every Thursday. Last week was our first. No, we have actually had two weeks of the We Know Fancy Contributors podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So the tomorrow will be the third week of that. And then Monday will be our first waiver wire wishless podcast of the season. And uh, there you'll meet my new co-host for that series for us in the season. So excited for that. And we'll have a Saturday night DFS podcast coming out. On the we know fancy uh, podcast network as well. So look forward to that. And as always, visit, we for more fantasy football and fantasy sports content in general. Um, so, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. A lot has happened since we last spoke last Wednesday. A lot of running back news, pretty much. And actually, some breaking news happened before we even, you know, minutes before we hopped on the podcast here. So, we'll go over that. But first off, let's talk about Joe Mixon. Stanley Bangles extended him four years, $48 million, making him the fifth highest paid running back in the game. Is this deserving? Do you think Joe Mixon is worth this type of money, bro?
1: Well, as far as fantasy goes, it's awesome. But as far as you know, an NFL team historically paying your, your, uh, who was on a rookie contract, paying that second running back contract has not turned out very well. That's why we've seen a lot of holdouts. We've seen a lot of teams not p- paying their players. You know, Le'Veon Bell, Melvin Gordon. You know, we've seen this over and over. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But usually it does not work out for the team. So in the long run, the Bengals will probably get screwed out of it. But it's great for fantasy owners because I love. Joe Mixon, but there was a lot of question marks in some of these running backs. You know, Joe Mixon, was he gonna have was he gonna hold out? Is Kamara gonna hold out? It's just one of those things that, you know, it is what it is, but for fantasy owners, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, in today's day of age, we have to worry about that, you know, running back holdout there at the end of the rookie contract. It's happened uh several times thus far, Le'Veon Bell, and you have Likes of Malvin Gordon and and things of that nature, and you know Kamara is threatening with that and things. We'll talk about that later in this podcast. But again, Joe Mixon is a guy I'm really high on. I've uh, acquired him in many leagues, traded for him in many leagues, just because I love the upside of that and him staying in Cincinnati is a perfect ideal. You have a young uh, rookie quarterback, of course, with a young offense, a second year head coach. Uh, you know they'll just be relying on that running game to help them stay stable for the next you know year or two. Um, like Defro said long term, this may not be the most ideal thing for the Bengals, but us fantasy owners, this is something we can rejoice in and those mixing owners, those guys who drafted before this news came out. Can you know, wipe that beat of sweat off their forehead because it finally happened and you'll be, uh, excited for that. But speaking of that, he's the fifth highest paid running back in the league in terms of average per year. Uh, so ahead of him is the is McCaffrey, Elliot, Bell, Johnson, actually the sixth highest. Because then it goes Derrick Henry, who nudges him out by five hundred thousand dollars, and then it will be our main man Joe Mixon, who averages twelve million dollars per season. Um, do you think this deal increases what he'll perform in fantasy football? It, will he stay the same, or now that he has that money locked in, is it going to be you know a, a smaller performance than what we expected from you know Joe Mixon there on a contract year? Well,
1: if you follow him on Twitter, he is absolutely so excited for this entire. This entire contract. So I think he's gonna actually have a great season. This entire offense, I think, is gonna actually just perform so much better. I was very high on them last year, but they had a lot of injuries to start the season last year. They had two of their top offensive linemen were hurt for the season. AJ Green obviously was hurt, and then they had, you know, they just couldn't quite perform, you know, outside of like maybe a couple of fancy studs here and there. But I think this team is gonna do well. They were actually ninth best in pace of play last year, and I actually think that they could be faster based on their schedule, the teams they're playing, they're going to be some high-scoring games. And, you know, one thing that did slack with Joe Mixon last year especially was he only averaged 2.2 receptions per game. So it's only going to go up from here. I think the Bengals, if they're smart, they're going to want to use him more in the passing game. And if you look at Joe Burrow, he had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at LSU his senior year and had – Nearly four receptions a game. So I think Joe Mixon's you know passing schedule is going to go up. And when you look at their early season schedule, their first week they're playing the Chargers, who have allowed the 11th most rushing points. Then the Browns allowed the 8th most rushing points. And then week three, you got the Eagles, who are a little bit harder. But they do usually give up a lot of receptions to running backs. And then week four, you got the Jags who last year they gave up the second most rushing yards a lot or rushing fantasy points. So I think it's going to be a great way to start the season for the buck or the bucks, the Bengals. We're thinking about. Yeah, format.
0: we'll get to that Bucks situation later, but again, Joe Mixon is slotted to have a great season. That Bengals team is, is much better in general. Their offense, wide receivers, AJ greenback, uh, you know, a young, exciting first overall pick quarterback, increased offensive line. And more importantly, They they improve that defense drastically, may it be via the draft or uh, or some free agency moves uh, there. But it's definitely something to keep an eye on. That team is uh, moving the right direction, and it's exciting to see what they're going to do uh, moving forward. Uh, But moving forward for us here in this podcast, let's talk about some of the biggest news uh, that came out this week. Leonard Fournette cut by the Jags, and now prior to coming on the podcast here. Uh, We learned that he was signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers joining Tom Brady and uh, Rob Gronkowski as offseason acquisitions there uh, in Tampa Bay. So uh, we would like to have seen him stay in Tampa or stay in Jacksonville as a fantasy, you know, asset. Uh, Now he joins Tampa Bay. And if you know me, if you follow me, you know, I'm a huge, huge Ronald Jones fan. And that's not going to uh, really come to fruition this year due to. Uh, deciding Leonard Fournette, maybe. Uh, but you know, the likes of Keyshawn Vaughn, who is one of the most talked about rookies uh coming to this season, um, he is not going to, you know, have much of an impact this season Leonard Fournette's deal one year. So I guess the question remains, what can we expect from Leonard Fournette in this one year in that Tampa Bay high powered offense?
1: Well, from a fantasy perspective, it's it's going to be a tough situation because when he was in Jacksonville, he was the guy. The reason Fournette was, you know, a top twelve pick in fantasy is because of volume, and especially last year when he actually started getting more receptions. And then, you know, this offseason they brought in Chris Thompson, they brought in the new coordinators who actually was very familiar with Chris Thompson, and there's a lot of rumors that. Fournette was not really you know, the best player as far as the locker room would go, and everyone wanted him off the team, so ultimately, he got caught. The Jags didn't really care about him anymore, and now he goes to a situation where he's going to probably be more of a committee, and if anything, I mean, I'm still avoiding Fournette. I just don't like the situation unless there's an injury, unless Ronald Jones is hurt. I don't want to go anywhere near Fournette, but as far as Ronald Jones, you know, Nate and I both like him, and you can get him cheaper. Now he's going to drop a round or two in your drafts and you can still get him. And that's a pretty decent pick, especially if you miss out on some of the earlier running backs.
0: Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette. We see him as a fancy asset due to that peer volume uh, last season. Let's see. He only ran the ball for 4.3 yards per carry, which is actually a career high prior to that 2018, 3.3 yards per carry. And 2017, 3.9 yards per carry. Um, yeah, this is not good. Those are not good numbers for a top-tier running back as he has been drafted. He goes to Tampa Bay. One-year deal. We're, we're still not sure about the uh, you know dollar amount or anything of that nature, anything else that comes along with the contract. We know it's for one year. Uh, we know that Tampa Bay loves Ronald Jones. Last season, second half of the season, he was clicking, uh, pass-catching, everything. He can do it all. Expect to see him heavily involved. And um, of course, you have that rookie Keyshawn Vaughn, who may not get the start or get the touches you want to see this season uh, out of a dynasty fantasy football uh, aspect. But moving forward, when Ra- or when Leonard Fournette is no longer with the team, expect Keyshawn Vaughn to then uh, get more involved. But for now, I can't see Leonard Fournette as a fantastic fantasy option. Maybe... You know, if you catch him in the late round, like I just had a draft where I draft from the eighth round but that was prior to uh, prior to the news happening. Um, so even then a little skeptical on that, but you know, the high upside there, maybe the Bucks will, you know, rely on him. But then again, you have to realize they have Chris Thompson, not Chris Thompson. You just said Chris Thompson, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And of course, Rob Gronkowski in that slew of tight ends they have there. Of right. course, Tom Brady throwing the ball. So how much will they actually run the ball? And again, we do know that Tom Brady likes to uh, pass off to the running backs, but we've seen Leonard Fournette is not the most you know elegant pass catching back. Uh, last year he did have 500 pass or catching yards on 100 targets. That's pretty good. So if that value is there, say a PPR league with Tom Brady dumping off to his running backs, there could be some great value there uh, for Leonard Fournette. But again, this is what we're like the first said: eight days removed from the season. Uh, you have to get up to you know, get up to pace with everyone else uh, getting that offense learn all that stuff That's a lot to learn in uh, eight to ten days So it may even be a few weeks before the for gets going and then it may be too late for your fantasy teams Another running back, uh, you know news that came out this season was the Alvin Kamara drama uh, news broke I think it was last night or the night before that he, uh, the Saints may be open to trading you know, Alvin Kamara. Uh and then Alvin Kamara and his a- agent came out, said they have not, you know, learned about this, they have requested trade, and anything of that nature. Kamara had missed three or four practices. And today he was back in the Saints practice. Um, this is good news moving forward. Uh I guess I'll ask you, Fro, do you if you had to put your money on where Kamara is playing next year, is it the Saints or are you going with the field?
1: Ninety five percent chance it's gonna be the Saints. I can't imagine, you know, y- you're you're limiting the amount of time you have with Drew Brees to win a Super Bowl. There's a year, maybe two, and they just paid Taysom Hill an absurd amount for a backup quarterback position. But you won't pay, you know, your star running back that's been absolutely elite, not just in the rushing game, but obviously in the receiving game as well. And it, there have also been talks that uh, Alvin Kamara actually he's back at practice today. He spoke with Sean Payton, and the it was more of like the media kind of blew it up than anything, but. I can't imagine he doesn't start the season and finish the season with the saints this year.
0: Yeah. I don't see him anywhere, but with the saints and uh, do this drama, he's dropping some spots in fantasy uh, drafts. Like I said, that draft I just had, I think he was like the seventh or eighth overall pick. So if you can get get him that late in the draft, good for you because he's still a top four, uh, you know, draftee in my eyes. Uh, So look forward to that moving forward. That's just something uh, to talk about. Uh, but again, today some news came out of the New England uh, Patriots uh, camp. Uh, something surprising: the player they traded last year—a second-round pick to the Atlanta Falcons—for Mohamed Sanu—he was cut today. So, of course, this is uh this is good news for Jordan Edelman or Nikhil Harry owners, uh, as they'll get boost without Sanu there, who you know had a pretty prominent role in that offense a season ago. Uh, You still have Jacoby Myers there uh, to go along with a few names. Um, So we know that Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry are going to be heavily involved in this offense, probably the top two, you know, wide receiver one and wide receiver two in this offense led by Cam Newton. Uh, Of these of uh, the, 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 the lesser known names, who do you expect the most to step up and say, take a wide receiver three role now that Sanu's targets are vacated?
1: Well, obviously, you know, Edelman's one. Harry should be, too. I mean, who knows with his rookie performance. But, I mean, you got to go with Jacoby. I mean, I don't think there's this this offense fancy-wise. I'm not going anywhere near anyone that's not named Edelman on the pass catchers because I just don't know what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a lot of ground and pound. The Patriots were in discussion as far as possibly getting Leonard Fournette, so they obviously want to run the ball a lot. Uh, Sony Michelle has come back sooner than expected. Damian Harris has been doing well. Of course they have James White, who's more of a you know, receiving back. They've been they have one of the best, if not the best, all around running back room. And I think Belichick understands that. I think Cam Newton is a great athlete, but I think Belichick's still just a little weary of is he gonna be hundred percent? But I think starting the season, we're gonna see a lot of rushing. A lot of rushing. And then if Cam Newton can show that he can perform, then it's gonna be uh all out, you know, balling out. Towards the playoffs, but it'll be interesting to see what happens outside of the first few weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think you know uh, that offense is pretty hard to you know learn and develop just because of the you know the change of pace and the you know the switching and the shifts and stuff. But when it comes down to things. It's a pretty simple offense. I like to you know get the easy short passes or you know run the ball. And he like said that you listen three running backs instead of Rex Burkhead. And uh, they brought in, oh man, who's that guy they brought in? The veteran from the Texans?
1: Oh, Lamar Miller. They, you
0: know, they brought in Lamar Miller, who he's hasn't been anywhere. Still apparently injured,
1: on injured but
0: yeah, like another one. For the last six years. But yeah, there's another running back there in town. Um, you know, some good, great pass catching backs. Not just good, great pass catching backs. You have Cam Newen, who can rush the ball as well. So, like the Fro said, if your name isn't Julian Animan, I don't want part of that offense. And Sanu's probably going to find himself, will find himself a job, but his fantasy value is pretty much non-existent. What did you say?
1: Yeah, and just real quick, the as far as Edelman, I mean, obviously I think his price is going to go up a little bit, but just looking at how cheap he is, on ESPN, his ADP just a few days ago was 81, but on Yahoo, it was 103. So oh. you can get him for an absolute steal in Yahoo. I mean, it's just amazing. It's just amazing how, how far down he, he's still going to be an, an elite option.
0: He, he seems to always be that guy who is down on list. I think that has part of doing, cause you know, standard standard league still taking effect through the ADP, I don't know if that right. has effect of it. Cause of course he's a PPR monster. There's no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, that draft value you just talked about is insane. and something I want a lot of shares of if possible. Yes. Um, so as we, you know, close out this podcast and we're moving towards uh, the final weekend of drafts, you know, the season starts next Thursday. There won't be, you know, this t- uh, let's see, Saturday and Sunday will be filled with drafts for everyone across the, the fantasy football spectrum. We're going to give you a few more, you know, tips. If you uh, again, anything you need to know about the draft is can be found in our 2020 fantasy football draft guide on sale for $12. Uh, but beyond that, we'll give you a few quick tips here uh something to uh you know keep in mind when you are drafting and you know we're we're strictly re- not strictly but we're talking about redraft leagues here typical non super flex type of things so i guess fro do you have a tip here for the listeners
1: yeah well i mean the biggest tip for anyone especially if you're newer is to mock draft. I mean, that's going to be your your best opportunity just getting into the platform, that website that you're using. If you know the draft selection you are, to me, you'll make sure you're mocking from that selection. It's going to make a huge difference. You're going to start seeing some trends. You can start getting some ideas and you want to certainly buy our draft guide, buy our premium service. That is going to be the way you win your leagues.
0: Yeah, I can't emphasize how important it is uh, to get a hold of our draft guide because you know that is so much effort we put in that and you know between us We have 25 plus years of fantasy wall experience We've been doing this for a long time We've been doing this professionally for three or four years each so uh, seven to eight years of doing this professionally So uh, take a hold of that but on top of your mock drafts, Which is extremely important like Defro said you're gonna catch, you know, uh if it is more important if you know what pick you're going to draft from in, say, your main league, your biggest money league. So therefore you can you know, draft from that and catch trends. But just if you don't know yet, say you draft on Sunday and it's a random order 30 minutes before the draft, hop on there, draft from different positions, draft from the first pick, draft from the fourth, the seventh, the last pick. Try them all out. Uh, do several mock drafts a day. You know, even if you can't finish them, go through the first four, five, six rounds and just start catching trends. See who is, uh, you know, not being valued enough, who you could uh, possibly snag there uh, and things of that nature. But uh, on my end, uh, I'm going to go with don't get caught in runs. There's several times throughout these drafts you'll notice that, hey, you don't have a quarterback on your roster or a tight end. And, you know, starting, say, 10 picks before you, say, five or six quarterbacks or tight ends get taken before you, don't feel pressured that you need to jump in line now and reach for a quarterback because you don't think they're going come back around to you. If you're in a one quarterback league, you know, if six people draft a quarterbacks in that round before you, chances are there's probably four or five off the board. You're a 12-man league. There's only 11 uh, quarterbacks off the board. So you pretty much will have your pick of who is left at that point. So don't get caught in runs.
1: Right. And just to add to that, another one of my tips was draft quarterbacks late. And of course, part of always. part of that is you want to know what your website ADP is, like I discussed earlier about the Edelman, the, the difference between ESPN, Yahoo, Sleeper, whatever your platform is, because that's gonna really be an advantage. You know, I did a mock draft tonight and I, I waited to literally the 13th and 14th round to draft uh, Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo, And I'm absolutely love those picks. And that's probably what I'm gonna do in my real draft. In, in a lead that actually gets uh, quarterbacks get six points per touchdown instead of four. And I'm that confident. And, you know, those late, 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 you know, you can get even guys like Joe Burrow. he could He's possibly a gem. And Gardner Minshew. You don't have to grab a quarterback super early. I think there's so much value at the running back and the wide receiver position late. You know, get a guy like Chase Edmonds who could possibly, you know, be the starting running back if Drake gets hurt. Or like Deshaun Jackson who's going to has huge upside in like the 11th or 12th round. And the last tip I have is wait until your very last two rounds to get a defense and a kicker. That's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, and that's on the ESPN leagues because they force you to draft a kicker and right. defense. If you're a on Yahoo, I usually don't even draft a kicker or defense and wait until, you know, the week before uh, or the days before to pick up for that because I would much rather... This is more for when there was preseason games and possibilities of getting injured and whatnot. So, uh, you know... You would rather have that extra running back or wide receiver slot taken up. So if an injury is to happen, you may have someone in your roster opposed to a defense or kicker that you can get later um, and things of that nature. But again, we did a last podcast we did together was a mock draft that we commented over live, and we only did 13 rounds to keep it kind of steady. But uh, going on with uh, waiting on quarterbacks, wait on tight ends as well. That mock draft we did, there were names like, uh, you know, Jack Doyle, Janus Smith, Ian Thomas, um that were that went undrafted. So you're going to get these guys in the 14th, 15th, maybe 16th round that have fantastic value, you know, in PPR leagues you're going to be getting 130, 140 points out of these guys and you're investing little to no draft capital into them. That's a no-brainer uh as well. And before we sign off here, uh I got a question for you, Fro. So when you go to name your fantasy football team, do you uh, typically say you pick a player that you like and you name them after that without even owning that player, or do you have a a theme, a general theme, or do you wait until you draft, see who you have, then try to uh, create a team name after one of those guys on your roster?
1: I feel like you have to wait and see who you get, and then kind of get a little creative. I mean, I've seen some. I was looking up some earlier, and there are some pretty good ones this year for sure. And uh, let me see some of the ones I pulled up here. One I liked was "Fresh Prince of Hilaire.
0: Oh, that's I, a good one. That's a great that was one. Great.
1: And then uh, "Country Road," take Mahomes. Even though yeah, I never actually have Mahomes. Yeah, that's on my list my here. Homes. I'll never yeah, have I never, Mahomes. Actually, one of my premium clients was texting me, messaging me earlier, and said Mahomes went third overall in his draft, and it's not a super flex. And oh, let's just say that's gonna be easy money for him. And then yeah,
0: one, of my, one of my clients actually, uh, there's a guy who's been last in his draft for the last, you know, or been last in his league for the last two or three years. So he has a first pick every year, and he takes, uh, you know, t- has taken Mahomes the last two season so i was like it's pretty obvious why he's the last uh right. yeah who's, wait, who's wait who wait finishes last in to leagues
1: especially you know if that guy could have waited to the second round he if he has a third pick then he's gonna have an early pick in the second round He easily could have gotten them but you know what it is what it is it makes our jobs a lot easier and we're trying to help our clients
0: yeah you're always gonna find those people who bind that hype uh a name that i really like is job if you're if you're for if your platform allows for such a long name josh jacobs jingheimer smith i love that name mm-hmm. you now going off the classic childhood tale um I, I think the like you i like to wait until i get someone on my team you know my maybe my first or second round pick that i name my team after then because you know it's kind of a staple then that you have a uh a zeke or a a barkley on your roster uh, um that you can you can name your team after but again some of these end up being too good you draft a guy late that has a fantastic name name your team after or you know you see the uh the classic show me your tds that's always ah, one that's that, that in every league you're going to come across that one no matter what league you're in everyone loves that one uh but you know it's just something fun it's it's part of fantasy football is to come up with the most creative name and uh Actually, in one of my leagues, my name has been, uh, you know, I'm a big Boise State Kellen Moore fan. So my team has been We Want More after that. uh, I can't remember what uh, it was like a, uh, a car insurance commercial where they had those little kids and they started chanting, We Want More, We Want More. I can't remember exactly what commercial that was from, but that is where I drew that name from and has been my name ever since because, of course, Kellen Moore has been either irrelevant in the NFL or uh, been retired, and now the offensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah,
1: to be fair, I mean, as a player, he was irrelevant, but as an offensive coordinator, the dude is elite, and that Cowboys offense and fantasy, they're going to be so good. As much as I hate him in real life, I want all the Cowboys I can get in fantasy.
0: Yeah, it is insane, insane. Uh, But that'll be it for today. We'll be back, of course, next Wednesday. Uh, the day before the season kicks off, I, it's so exciting to say that, um, I actually just moved to uh, a new house and as I was moving, I had, you know, I scooped up everything from my old house in my hands, out of my closet, my hangers. And on top of that were my 49ers jerseys. And I was just like, next week i am gonna be wearing these. And I could not wait. So exciting. Uh, fantasy football is upon us. Of course, this is what the throne I do. This is what we spend time for, for this season, for these drafts. And again, I can't emphasize it enough. If you have not got our draft guide or have not subscribed to either our premium services, you need to because you'll be missing out And someone in your league may have got our draft guide, maybe a premium service subscriber, and they will beat you. So that'll be it for today. Again, back next Wednesday. Uh, be sure to check out the We Know Fantasy podcast network where we have podcasts every Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Monday coming up. Uh, visit com for more fantasy football and fantasy sports content in general as we fantasy baseball content on there as that season is still going. But before we sign off, Fro, where can the good people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at FantasyFro.
0: And as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. At We Know Fantasy. And again, until next time, we'll see you guys. Peace.